On October 22nd, 2021, we dropped episode 98 of the Max and Tony show. We then vanished from Earth. We did not intend to take a break after 98. In fact, we were on a run for our 100th episode. A lot of people asked us what happened. Personally, when I was asked, I did not have an exact answer. It took a lot of investigating to figure out exactly what happened to throw us off track. Let's start from the beginning. My dad had his final museum show, and that took a lot of time off of our schedules there. By the time the museum show wrapped up, we lost our dear friend and coveted guest, Nick Boobash, in November. While we were planning on coming back and getting ramped up around the holiday season, we got Omricon. Personally, after that period of time, you know, an abrupt moving situation, I'll get into that, and getting sick with COVID, my mindset was not right. I was feeling skeptical and very down about who to trust, and my creativity in general was not active. Throughout that period of time, I contemplated quitting for a little bit. Now, I wouldn't say for a long time, but, you know, and moving on to something else, whatever the hell that would be. I knew I was not feeling myself, so I turned to therapy. This is by no means a plug for therapy. It was what I needed to do to navigate my way out of a down mindset that I was stuck in. After progress was made, I personally did not know if I wanted to continue the pod. I felt somewhat moved on from it, and I was not totally sure how my dad was feeling about it. Last summer was also rough. I lost my friend Adam Cohen in June. He was someone I promised would be on this podcast. He was definitely a voice and someone I wanted to introduce to the folks who love our show to show what a smart and talented guy he was. That summer also had a bad ending. My dad had to quit drinking. It was not a fun time coming to that discovery. I'm very proud of where he is at now, and we'll let him talk about that when he feels like speaking on it. After over a year of not doing the podcast, we began to get messages from folks asking if it was coming back. I would always say, it's coming back, trust me. But honestly, I really didn't know if it was coming back, not until Lynn Bramer passed away. Lynn Bramer is one of the city's greatest narrators of all time. The last time I heard him speak on the radio was a week before he passed, and all I could think was, isn't it great we have his voice to guide us through these times in Chicago? It's amazing, isn't it? I then thought, when will I hear his voice for the last time? What will the day be like? I had no idea it would be that day. Lynn was another guy that we promised to get on the pod. You didn't have to beg him to do it either. He wanted to genuinely be on the show and talk Chicago, music, and baseball. We blew that chance. Sorry, Lynn. But it was then my dad and I realized we wanted to do the pod again. And we're doing this again. Thank you to all of you who told us to get back into it. And another huge thank you to Chris Bat for always being around and patient. He's even more of a grandpa now, so he'll get to talk about that. So here's episode 99. What were we going to do, leave you on episode 98? Come on. 
good old hey hey. I'm excited. Ooh. We're back. We are back. We're back. We're back. Uh, it's going to be an emotional one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Boy, the last 14 months, I feel like uh, three or four lifetimes have uh, been lived in. Right. There's been a lot of water under the bridge. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as you mentioned at the end of uh, your very eloquent, uh, thank you, uh, introduction, <clears throat> I... Uh, Lost one of my closest friends, uh, Lynn Bramer, uh, died in January, and I got a text uh, one uh, uh, Sunday morning that he had indeed passed, and he was a, a dear friend of mine. Um, John Langford and I got together and just decided we had to do something and uh, make something salient and beautiful out of Lynn's passing. And we wrote and uh, performed a show called Cinderella Blackbird at uh, Hideout, which uh, went great and will probably be ongoing at some point. Um, also, uh, yeah, I've been sober for nine months. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, I was sober once for 33 years. and. Yeah. After my heart surgery, the surgeon told me that a, a glass or two of dry red wine would help keep my blood thin. And, you know, uh, you know, like an idiot, I, I uh, just ignored all of my previous knowledge and thought, okay, you know, uh, doctor's orders, this <laughs> a free pass. Uh, it was selfish. And uh, honestly, um, the most expensive thing I ever bought as far as drinking went, was my own bullshit that I'd had it uh, beat. But I've been sober for nine months, and uh, I'm not going to have one today. And from there on, we can move on. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations, man. Yeah, I've yeah. Uh, seen the journey, and uh, it can't be easy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, but, you know, I'm sorry for what you and uh, your sister and your mom went through with well, that. Well, so. you know, I... I, I you There's know. nothing catastrophic. I yeah, mean, just nothing uh, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say any. But of that. Um, you know, some people have a higher bottom than others. That's you know all I need to say for it. It's a terminal right. illness, and you have to treat it as such. So, sure. Yeah. Moving forward, um, losing Lynn. You know, uh, losing Nick. Oh uh, yeah. Let's track it back. Let's start it. Yeah. Nick. Nick Bubash. He was on the show. Yeah, I'm blanking on which episode he was. Forgive me, I don't have it uh, offhand. But uh, if you type in the Max and Tony show and, and Nick Bubash, you'll surely find it. But um, it was I, like sitting down with our best friend. You I mean, know, he was a great I, yeah, guy to I talk mean, to. He was Uncle beautiful, Nick, beautiful human yeah. being. Yeah, and uh, s uh, s <laughs> sudden, very, very sudden, the way it all sort of happened there, and uh, I, I think that kind of started everything. That that to me was the beginning of us yeah. not being able to get back on this track here and uh it was definitely the, the beginning of my drinking spiral downward <laughs> you know <laughs> it, 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 it definitely uh was the point at which i'd realized i'd lost my off switch you know mm -hmm. and um sure and uh it, you know because i'm a slow learner it took a long while to uh you know attempt to write myself you right. know and um but yeah, losing losing Nick was uh, a horrible blow. I mean, he was my best friend for 
30 years, you know, and uh, yeah, this is one of the sad requisites of aging. You, yeah, uh, unfortunately have to watch your friends pass away, and uh, it, it was a uh, it was a really brutal uh, untethering, and right. it manifested itself in many ways since then. Um, and then uh, combined with that, uh, your own losses, your friends. Yeah. Um, well, I I, I lost uh, Adam Cohen in, in June, and as I mentioned, and I, I did not get to bring him up in, in the intro, uh, but Zach Stemley uh, was a, another friend lost, uh, and I... I I I think about him and what a funny uh, creative guy he was, and just this period of time we used to spend together, uh, particularly like around 2012. He had this house uh, on Damon and Armitage, and it was like the craziest uh, party house ever, and mm-hmm. people were running through there. And uh, they actually Andre Muir shot a music video called White Boy, and it was by a rapper named Ebone Hoodrich. Was it starring you? <laughs> well, he needed he needed all the he needed all his white boys to yeah. get in the video. Yeah. So yeah, we stepped up, and uh, that place is in the video, and it's it's hilarious. Andre Muir, of course, our yeah. friend, is a wonderful young filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've um, had him on the show. We've we, had Andre. We have, yeah, we have. He, he yeah, but <clears throat> I, I mean, I. He he just kind of opened the doors for all of us to do silly creative stuff, uh, and that apartment was a big part of it. And his personality was always really supportive. He had no agenda to you know control the room or where we were going that mm-hmm. night or anything. And I just uh, you know after Cohen and then getting that news about Zach, that just really. Uh, just really uh, disrupted things in terms of like trying to get back onto this uh, podcast yeah. again because I think we were talking about it a little bit at that point and that sort of threw things off a, a little there. But um, I and, think. And sorry. then in the, in the meantime, <clears throat> outside of Max and Tony World, there's been a, a new mayor elected. Right. Uh, I wish I could say I was excited about it. What a Um, segue. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the only great thing Uh, so far about Brandon Johnson, mayor-elect, is that he's not Paul Vallis, you know? And then Paul Vallis Vallis has extended a perfect record, unblemished by victory. Yeah. Uh, He's never won an election, and as well he shouldn't. I was in New Orleans when he basically destroyed the New Orleans public school system. He's got to keep that streak up. That that that. Oh, I'm all for oh helping him in any way I can. He's like the the opposite of the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I, he just. Never, I'm lifting my mineral water. He never wins. In a toast to Paul Vallis. I'm glad he spent twice as much money as Brandon Johnson. Absolutely, to lose. Right? To lose. And now he wants to sue the guy who. Was his yeah, campaign what, advisor? It's whatever. like I lost, so you owe me money. It's right, like right. no fucko, nobody bought that's your a, bullshit. No, that's you know? genius. That's genius. Yeah, so absolutely, we, we, absolutely. Suing someone. <laughs> so let's get back to Brandon. Right? right, we have on this show argued for younger, more progressive yeah, politicians, exactly. and now we've got one. And you he know? keeps saying stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, his chief of staff, I think, stuck his foot in his mouth too. He, you know, we had those yeah. horrible. Um, 
uh, attacks on Michigan Avenue. Um, yeah, oh, the, with, ki- the kids? Yeah, we had a bunch of teenagers running I got, around. I got something to say to those kids. No, I'm kidding. And um, and it's a horrible situation. Yeah. It's, it's many things funneled that being that happening. Yeah. But to have your like chief of staff, or I'm not sure what his position is in the uh, mayor's say, office. Don't, don't demonize the people who are terrorizing people. Absolutely. Well, no, it's no, an no, asshole no, thing no, to say. No, he, he said it, it'll, it's not going to happen again. You know, yeah, right. yeah, that's that's equally ominous. That's, you know, it's like, I mean, that, it's gonna happen again. Which number right. are you? I gotta turn you up. I'm on three. Well, uh, I'm I, number I, three. I'll I'll say I'll say we this. Have a nice um, professional recording studio we're in now. Absolutely, Ben. <laughs> let's stay on Brandon Johnson yeah, and the kids downtown. CPS during the mayor daily administration, which meant. Somebody had to actually die for you to get a snow day. Literally, yeah. an icicle dropped on some guy's head. And, some uh, poor asshole from Iowa all, walked all, under all Michigan sudden, Avenue, boom. Dead. All of a sudden, I get to play Spider-Man the whole day. Uh, but <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Sorry. Uh, but really, there was no way you were getting out of school. You were always yeah. in school. and. That's your complaint? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, that I could have taken, I could have had a few more snow days. That's my complaint. But we didn't have strikes. We didn't have a pandemic. We were always no. there. These kids have gone through a lot of CTU strikes, rightfully so. The teachers got to make their wages. I Absolutely, get that. man. But the kids are not in school. And then they have the And, you pandemic. know, Brandon was ahead of the CTU. Yeah. We give him credit for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have the pandemic where they're out impossible of school. Impossible job. Almost an impossible They're doing Zoom learning, which I think Rick. we're pretty sure doesn't work with kids. Right, right? I don't so, learn shit on Zoom myself. I, I, don't so. to, I don't mean to diss the Zoom no, education. But, no, but I, I think teachers and CPS would tell you that it was completely yeah. ineffective way Absolutely. to teach. There are all these like social issues that come up with. like right. You can't necessarily you can't tell a kid he's got to have his camera on because who knows what's going on behind him yep. you know and absolutely like, and, but then if they're not on camera how do you know they're really there yeah, yeah. and then and it's like, like oh, the, the, we put on surveillance software like okay oh, oh, that's joy. a little more 1984 than right. I can handle. but then you have the absence of the actual socialization of people right. getting together in the same room and these and forging communal bonds and and they're they're important you know and, look it was a horrible situation but we're seeing the effects of it. right this is the most neglected generation that i've witnessed in my lifetime in, in this Chicago. city yeah. i would agree 100%, with you 100 yeah, so and i'm sure it's happening all there's, over the there's a part of me that understands the kids in a sense you know we were loud rambunctious young of course but we weren't necessarily jumping on teslas and uh well know, i would we forgive that we weren't really we weren't really <laughs> we weren't really packing either man i mean yeah. like you know kids but get, like attacking bus drivers that, and that, some tourists i don't i don't i don't, I don't blame i don't blame brandon but, johnson for the dearth of uh of progress during the pandemic you cannot blame any person no, for that absolutely not I, right. I do blame him for being a little toned up because now he is the mayor elect of the whole city of Chicago. Yeah. And a whole lot of people got him elected. It was no one single community. Right. Right. And he's got to be accountable and sensitive to the whole city. You know, um, right. the thing downtown uh, just to me echoed, you know, what happened with George Floyd. And I certainly understand why that happened. 
And I, I certainly think it was a wake-up call for the whole city of Chicago. Right. Uh, and, and addressing the inequities that exist. But um, he's going to have to be very careful going forward and very stealthy and very careful of language. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, I, I, I think that's a lesson he's going to learn early, I wanna, hopefully. I want to say I this. I hope so. I want to yeah. kind of call out, like, it, there, there came a lot of, like, people coming out of the woodwork to take an opportunity to talk about what kids need. And uh, yeah. I found it sort of... Um, I don't know. It, it was it was opportunistic. I I would say you know for someone to be like, oh, you should have let the kids in art expo. First of all, those kids got their art programs cut. What are yeah. they like? What what do they want? Exactly. I'm not saying they don't want to go to art expo, but come on, like we're all of a sudden gonna blame these like oh you should have let them in this were event. They, you should have. Were they really blaming art expo? I'll just say I'll just say that I I saw that take a few times and I just thought it was dumb. That that's not that's just such a cop out answer to me. If that's if that's the case, then then, then yeah. that would have been the like they would have been at Art Expo. I, I don't know. I mean it, the one the one thing that I think is is going reasonably well for young people as far as the arts goes is. They they kind of learned to do it on their own, you know. They didn't rely on school, you know. There, there, there's a great deal of street art going on, a great deal of zines, stickers. Uh, uh, yeah, they're finally kids are finding Music their way scene. to yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. To create yeah. their own economies. Right. right, and that's what happens when you know something is uh, utterly disastrous is a pandemic happens. Right, right. Um, I agree. The one thing I will always relish hearing is that. Art find its own finds its own way. Art does not care whose hands it winds up in. Right. You know, um, it, it believe me, art will survive. Um, what, what I'm worried about is something of a program to address the, the kids who are not being educated well enough and, and not having equitable opportunity. You know, we got 50 shuttered uh, public schools around town. Why not have a program for the kids who were, you know, uh, working off, you know, uh, college debt and stuff like that, although that's pretty much gone away. Why not have an opportunity for people who have a degree for teaching to teach kids after school in these shuttered schools, engineering, science, math, code writing, computer code writing. Right. How about how to do your taxes? Yeah. Absolutely. How to, how to go grocery shopping. Yeah, how to cook a meal. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Because I don't know how to do I that. I took a, a family and marriage class in college once just to, you know, I, I needed a credit. It, I, I waited last minute to take, it was like a social science credit of, of some sort. And that was one of the only classes left. And I was like, easy A, did not get an A. <laughs> but, uh, it was a surprise. But, no, but it was a surprise. What was surprising was how great that class was. Yeah, I was shocked about how I, I you know, it, it talked about sort of the family unit and the myths of it, and how back in the day, like how everybody talks about, you know, particularly you know, right wing folks are like, we need to get this country back on track, and it's like, hey, dude, before all this was happening, like. 
dudes were just skipping out on their wives and just maybe not coming back and like you couldn't find them, you couldn't do anything. It's been it's happening like, for 400 yeah, years since it come, country started. You know, there, there was more pressure to, to keep the unit together and all that. And um, I don't know, you know, I there's some things that I agree with. Like, yeah, family units are important. It takes a village to raise a family. But I think there was a lot of like, just mythical things that uh, we studied, like particularly in like the fifties and the you know yeah. and, uh, and all that when you know that ideal picture of, of a family was uh, perfect and and all that and a lot of people struggled during those times and that was a very mm -hmm. interesting uh, thing. We also learned a lot of other stuff, but I just think those i don't know i thought that was an important class i thought and it wasn't ordinary it was kind of talking about life and just sort of uh how the patterns of uh living, living have skills evolved. this was a college I'm, course? yeah it was a yeah. college course yeah we, we need to teach kids in high school right, right, how to do their that. fucking yeah. taxes yeah. you know yeah. like it, it just <laughs> I did not <laughs> learn how to do my taxes in the uh, marriage class neither so. did i yeah a lot Family of people, and marriage right in you know that seems like no brainer kind of stuff, right? To us, but boy, man, like we're talking about going back to Brandon Johnson and CPS and trying to just even get these kids to come back to school. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like I think their uh, uh, their uh, uh, enrollment is as low as it's been, absolutely, in mm -hmm. years, and the test scores are even lower. Right. You but, know, yeah. I mean, the one one of the things that made me want to support him was. Uh, that this is a guy who stressed education. Right. The next person to get a vote for me is going to say, I think we should spend every spare damn we can educating people. Right. I think educated people have choices. Right. Educated people can make their way forward in the world, no matter what obstacle befalls them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm holding out hope that, that, that idea manifests itself further. Right. I agree, but I don't think we, sh I think we really got warped into a, a huge hole over the past few years, particularly the last election and, and all that and on into this idea that like politicians are going to save us and get us out of this hole we're in. Never. And I just oh, that's don't <laughs> think no. that's the case. I've I, never believed I, that. I believe, I think we got wrapped up into some of it, and I think that we started to put our faith into politics more than, you know, art. What? What? I regret supporting. I regret supporting Lori Lightfoot. Oh, you admit I, it now. Yeah. I, I will say financially, they left the city in pretty in better better shape than they found it. Like our the budget's actually like. Yeah, well I heard balanced. good things I, about the budget. Actually, I, I, that, that is one. I will give credit where credit is due. And was, that's it, Laurie. I was Otherwise, asking, him, I was asking him about. I go, but, but property taxes are through yeah, the fucking yeah. ceiling. Yep, yeah. and I think they're going to get worse with Brandon. Just a hot take. Not that I um, uh, know anything. Well, he's looking to put a tax on like larger, real like over a million dollars. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. And good, like, I'm not there yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, and, and I do think nimby, I do yeah. think, you know, there was a time when people did not bitch about paying their taxes. You know, you, the more money you made, the more you were taxed. I mean, that was just the system. 
Well, and, the system was built so that like guys like even you know, Rockefellers, they made so much money, it was better for them to reinvest it in their companies than to just give it to the government. And that's absolutely. what grew, and, that's and, what this country and, was based on. And they on. still, you know, very often paid 60, 70% of their, their profits in taxes. We're not even asking them and, to do that. And they didn't complain. They didn't fetch about it, you know? Pay as much as I do, yeah. and I'm happy. Absolutely. Bring, bring Pay as back, much as I do. Bring absolutely. it back to the Rockefellers, yeah. fellas. Bring it back to the Rockefellers, fellas. <laughs> oh, no, 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 believe me. <laughs> Let's bring it back. He was and I knew, and I knew one of them, and he was a, a lovely guy. Who oh, was it? Uh, Tony, I, to, Tony Rockefeller? No, 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 I did the Ex Libris for uh, um, the even, last living major Rockefeller. You don't uh, even know his oh, name. God, what was his name? Roger? No, it wasn't Roger. It was... Uh, Max is just throwing out random names. He's just being a dick. Roger Rockefeller. Know? I did it for for Glenn Lowry. He asked me to. He, he, the guy was crazy for Beatles. He oh yeah collected over ninety thousand different Beatles species. So I I made a Beatle for his ex libris his library. Oh mm-hmm. nice because that was his uh, that was his you know that was his thing. He was in yeah. Beatles. Yeah. Well, first when you said Beatles, I thought the Beatles. <clears throat> well, this man also was the head of the World Bank. Yeah. And he kept a billion people, billion with a B, from starving to death. With Dr. Norman Borlaug, who invented dwarf wheat. Because oh, the right. wheat in the subcontinent, because of the monsoons... We've talked about would, this before. Yeah, right. would fall over and die. I yeah. mean, the, mm-hmm. guy, the guy was a hero. Yeah. And right. this particular Rockefeller uh, bankrolled us for the World Bank. And he kept a million people, you know, a billion Billions, people yeah. from starving. From what, was then, like what was then Ceylon to, you know... Uh, China and Vietnam right. and, you know. Um, Bring it back to the Rockefellers, fellas. No, no, this guy was a genuine hero as far as the Rockefellers go. They also founded the Museum of Modern Art. <laughs> Look, as yeah. far as billionaires that go, I mean, there's a lot of good in the bad and bad yeah. in the good, but, you know, our, our own hard, governor, I think to, he's a pretty decent one. billionaire, you know. I mean, I yeah. like him so far. Yeah. So, And there are plenty of guys with tons of money, <clears throat> not Jeff Bezos, but plenty of other guys with tons of money who are saying tax us more. Yeah, yeah, they are out there, you know. Yeah, your Bill Gates and your uh, absolutely Buffett, same Buffett, way. You, you know, I mean, right. the, the, there is such a thing as a decent billionaire, you know. Um, well, and the fact that they're, they're like giving the away assholes. their wealth, <laughs> you know? not until they lend me money. <clears throat> until they give you money, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if they lend you money, they're going to make a profit on it. Don't absolutely, about that. believe me. The last guy you want to lend you money is a billionaire. You know, who says I'm giving it back? Um, <laughs> there we go. Now, uh, so your favorite billionaire, Elon, made you delete Twitter. Uh, I don't oh, like Elon you... Musk. I don't, you know, everybody's like, well, he invented Tesla. No, he didn't. He bought it, you know. Right. He didn't invent dick. Um, does he have a genius for, for making money? Yeah, he certainly does. I don't like him. I think he's a fucking Martian. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like any guy who thinks he needs his, to have his own rockets. Right. You know, and who flies William Shatner up to the heavens? It's like. That wasn't him. That was the other guy. Oh. William Shatner was Br- on. Br- uh, Brent Richard Branson? Not Branson, the other guy. Because he went to the moon too, didn't Bezos? he? Bezos? Be- not Bezos. Maybe it was Bezos. Yeah, Blue Origin. Yeah, that Why do they yeah, need fucking rocket ships? Right. I mean, why well, not leave that to science? Right. Well, why look, didn't look. he fly Neil deGrasse Tyson? I mean, somebody who actually understands 
the universe. But yeah, I have tons. Know? I have tons of problems with Elon Musk and what he's done with right. Twitter for sure. Um, and uh, you know, SpaceX is uh, you know doing some amazing things engineering wise that may really help humanity in the long run. The right. fact that you know that they're building these things and they're taking a commercial approach. Uh, rather than like NASA's like you know quadruple fail safe you know approach, and they're they're making huge strides because of it. Right. And you know, um, it's not like he's back there calculating trajectories or anything. You know. Right. Good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's and, good news. And, yeah. And um, you know, uh, um, he didn't invent electric cars. He you know he bought into Tesla. Like yeah. you know. Um, uh, he, well, their fortune was built on blood diamonds. Of just his remember family, that. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it, it, I mean, I think he's kind of a piece of shit human, but his companies have done some really great work. I mean, yeah. SpaceX in particular. To say it's not interesting, you'd be you'd be no, lying. No, I, mean, I, be, I agree, it's yeah. interesting. But you know, but you can also look at Tesla, and they've you know done like you know what? There's like photograph, you know, people's cameras in their cars those yeah. pictures are being shared among people yeah, within no, the company oh, yeah. i mean the there's shady locked. shit going on right out of nowhere or right something. all kinds all... of hinky shit with surveillance right. i don't you know? think i don't right. i honestly don't think tesla will survive i think mm -hmm. gm and ford will really? just bear eventually look the laws the planet we're gonna we're moving towards electric cars once the infrastructure we we're, we're we're rapidly going there, and GM and Ford and the big Toyota guy. and Honda, they'll all crush Tesla. They'll, I think they'll win it. And, yeah. and how I do you the, crush the richest guy in the world? I mean, how, how does that happen? Is it just? It's not just him. By it's, a price? It's, it's well, you. I mean, you look at what's happening at Tesla right now. They keep yeah. lowering the price on their car because they have competition. Right. Now. Yeah. And they. Keep, how much can you get a Tesla for now? I have no idea. I used to think it was like six figures. I just bought he... one well, just you, now, actually. Well, you used, you used to get huge um, uh, tax credits. You still get some now, but you used to get really big tax credits would make hybrids and electric vehicles more attractive. So mm -hmm. they could sell them for more, knowing that as a customer, you're thinking, well, the government's going to make up some of that. Mm -hmm. Well, that Those programs, those introductory programs are, uh, you know, timing out. So that's part of the reason they have to drop the price on the car. But, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, their battery technology, their home powered stuff, like the ideas they're putting out there, like the people who get there first aren't always the most successful. It's usually the people that yeah, come after right. them. And I feel like they're breaking so much. Like SpaceX probably is going to stick around, but I feel like Tesla will spin off some of these other companies mm -hmm. and it's going to be somebody else. That... It's going to be like the guys who invented the better light bulbs after Thomas Edison. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or how Edison stole the idea from that Italian guy. I think Marconi. 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 Yeah. Okay. He did the radio, maybe. I don't uh, know. One of it. <laughs> one of those Italian Marconi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all stealing from each other yeah. too, right? Yeah. So, I love, but Elon I Musk love sucks. stealing from people and well, making them my own ideas. Well, is hasn't the guy from Twitter started a new? Twitter, yeah, Blue Sky or something like that. Sure, Wait a minute, is yeah. the guy from Twitter Musk? No, no, no he is Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Okay, yeah, he yeah. was one of the founders, and I think he's starting up a. Computing. He started a new version of I Twitter. So yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I got I got off it just because it's the shit house wall of the internet. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, I like. However, it's really fun. <laughs> my, my buddy Carson, he uses it as his news source rather than fo- you know he might follow the New York Times or you know Washington Post or something, but he follows like reporters that he likes. Yeah, yeah, and, and like uh, you know, and that's really it. That's and all. And they he, show videos I, that like Instagram will ban or Facebook will ban, like. They don't really ban anything, and and maybe that's you know uh, not that can the be a problem. Thing. Yeah, totally. But right. at least you get to know what's going on, and sometimes people will be like talking about, "Oh, did you see this crazy incident that happened?" Whether it's in sports or, or protests or anything, and you're like, "I have no idea what they're talking about. I need to find just this remember video. it's what you gave us Trump to Twitter." Okay, okay, bud. You can go to Twitter and find the video immediately. Now, bet now, now. What about Trump? I thought we were gonna get through this fucking episode without <laughs> without Trump, the two dude. dude. Jesus Christ, bro! Well, before we go back to uh, the the, the uh, mango uh, Mussolini, yeah. whatever, whatever the nicknames we Tangerine have for him are, Mussolini, um, right? Yeah, but, um, he just he miss he misses his. <laughs> This is his Trump. If I'll Twitter were just disappear tomorrow, if it were just to disappear yeah. tomorrow, yeah. people would find it through Reddit or right. through Instagram or Reddit's Facebook good. or Google or or whatever. There's you know just other ways to get that information there. Mm-hmm. We're all used to this, right? Yeah. For me, the holiest path so far is IG. Believe it or not, Instagram. That's yeah. A, it's um, they're all garbage. Pull up that. Not, yeah, I mean, for artists, so, for artists, so it provides us you a, a, have, a, a way via dialogue. Uh, it's uh, a and it's a free way to to show your work. I mean, there's yeah. getting messed up again. though. The reels are messing it up. Of course, I know, no, you know what? You know, I'm the asshole who watches the dog reels. <laughs> pull up you show your, me a dog reel, reel, I will watch it. What's your okay. Rocky reel? Okay. The what? The Rocky reel. You you showed me. You love you love the oh, Rocky. Oh, Stallone. Reel. Because because of uh, Tulsa King. I fucking love Tulsa King. I you know I watched that. It, it was all right. It it it. it Just admit great. you liked it, okay? Um, um, I I did watch the whole thing. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, Chris uh, Bat like Tulsa King, just like his pal Tony. <laughs> I had some issues with it, but who's yeah, waiting for my opinion? <laughs> Wait, did you watch it? Oh, it looks like another Ray down. Donovan. No, didn't watch. Not at all. Not at all. Another Ray Donovan. Whatever that uh, the Leo Schreiber thing that was on Showtime. Mom. No, not a, not in the least. Okay. I think this is uh, Stallone making fun of himself. Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, maybe. A I also, bit. I also like that there are many different looking people in this show than Sylvester Stallone. Sure, you know? I feel and, like um, okay. Well, you you continue that thought. I'm sorry. I, I just I liked that it was set in the Midwest. It wasn't like a mob show, right? Set in New York, the old cliche originally, thing. Originally, it was going to be Kansas City. That's what you're mad about. It didn't go to Kansas City, you know. But uh, I never think about Tulsa as a place, you know. Well, I think and, that was what why they moved it to Tulsa because Kansas City does have a mob background. And oh, hey, man, and hey, they have a mob. Right, they they right, got yeah. a big mob. Probably one of the heads of Kansas City mob helped get Kennedy killed. Right, right. But um, I, 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 I just like the, uh, you know, the man bites dog element of Tulsa King. Sure. That that they start making their money off of legal weed and uh, nitrous tanks, you know. Right. <laughs> selling balloons to people to get nitrous hits. Right. You know, loves like, any money made on that, the black market. That, that, <laughs> well, no, you that, know, a little. That <laughs> nitrous scene is scary. Not the people who do it, but the people who, like, 
move those tanks around. And yeah. those, that's a scary scene. Those guys are not anything to mess around with. Yeah, so rear end one of them and it blows up in in like many different technicolors. Yeah. Are you are you saying they're are you saying they're they're easy to destroy? They're, they're, they're no, I'm just I'm just saying that you're clowning the nitrous, the tank, nitrous guys. Yeah, when a when a nitrous tank explodes, it's like no joke. Right. So you would so you would, <clears throat> if you were on the run from some like nitrous tank guys, say you stole a couple balloons, you know, like and then you ran. First of all, we wouldn't steal a couple balloons. I'm sober now, and give me credit for okay. if I, if I fall off the wagon, give me credit for that. It's not going to be nitrous. Okay, so okay. Say, you know say two thousand. Say uh, okay. Say in another universe, uh, yeah. nitrous Tony is he. Just, nitrous just Tony. stole a couple balloons off some nitrous guys. I've heard worse nicknames. And these guys yeah, are like, you, you and me both. These guys it. are like, get, get them, get them, get them, and they start running. But then for for some reason they're running with the tank, you know, and they're running. And uh, yeah, would you go back and like throw a rock at the tank and try to get it to explode? And then no, Max, up like I would Bond. I'm walk. I'm 64 years old. I'm walking on a fucking cane. I am not going to throw rocks at the this nitrous is, guy. This is another universe. I'm not going to do the nitrous. Okay. No. Okay. Well, 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 I don't know. That, that's just a well, scenario. We're back, we're back in fighting uh, fighting weight here. <laughs> that <laughs> didn't take long. Stole, no. stole the balloons. Uh, <laughs> but um, this generated from a talk about Twitter. Yeah, sorry. I left Twitter, and I just didn't care about it anymore. I never, sure. n- never looked at it again. Um. It, it it's really weird because it it just it's it, I do believe it's what gave us Trump. I do believe that was the platform that he unified his base of. I, is, I think bigots. Facebook's probably equally as guilty. Yeah, as I, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and, and CNN, CNN and Fox and MSNBC. Uh, MSNBC. They but gave they, Aaron oxygen they... to an asshole. <laughs> right. All those stations did. I'm really glad, actually, that Don Lemon and Fucker Carlson are done. Absolutely, same here. I'm glad. I didn't like either one of them. I, they, they you were. I, I'm not. A, I, I never watched Don Lemon. I never, I never watched CNN. I saw enough clips of Tucker Carlson to know he oh, was not. Well, oh yeah, d- just, just a dick. Yeah. You know? Well, he's almost to the point where he's like, he's like the comedic, face you want to punch. Comedic parody. I mean, I, I it's yeah. almost you can't even take it seriously. I, I tell you, what's so funny to me about all of this though is is all all of this stuff with television is fighting with. Like your generation and even, you know, a generation older than you all the way, maybe down to about mine. But I feel um, people... your generation is not that far down from mine. <laughs> one back. 64 is. I'm one back. I'm one generation. You're one back. back. Gen X me. is one, one back from you. Believe me. Gen, but, but... Gen X, Gen X is, has as much to do with world fucked up in this as my generation does. Let's not get the canceled beamers. for ageism. Let's I don't not think, get canceled I, for ageism. My point was, I don't think that Gen Z or millennials are even watching news on television. No, they're watching it on no, TikTok. No, they're watching it on But they're not, they're not watching okay. the news. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm but they are getting their news from TikTok. More yeah. of them get well, news getting, from TikTok than they get it from from a television. Are they set. getting news? They get are it they, from dog shit. They, they get they it getting, from social media. Are they getting know? like the new like? Sorry, are they getting information that's not biased? You know, every I, all the information they get is through social media. 
right. I, I ask my college kids this every year in mm-hmm. every class I have. Where how do you get the news? How do you and it's always it's all social media. Right. I I, the new, I, the news. I believe okay. that, you know. Yeah. It's just television is dying. And with it, I right. hope talking heads like Tucker Carlson will go away. You know, we right. lost uh who was the conservative radio host, Rush, Rush Limbaugh, Limbaugh? You know, he, yeah. he died a couple of years ago. Who's now right. successfully dead for a couple of years. Uh, tits up, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but you know, oh. the garbage he spews was the same garbage you could turn on any AM radio station right. Absolutely. in rural America and hear all the same said, garbage. Absolutely. It is, it is uh, flooding into social media, of course. Like, there's, there's accounts that are like, oh, Look at this looting going on. Yeah. Look at this crazy transgender person saying all these crazy things. And or I'm going to shoot up this case of Bud Light because somebody said exactly. Right, you know what right. kind of idiotic shit is that? Somebody like, in the wig like, wants to talk that to elected, a child. That elected official in Montana who was barred from the floor of yeah, the state senate. Right. Yeah. For being a transgender uh, person, you know, I mean, they're still, believe me. Uh, God bless that that representative, and they should fucking move. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a uh, I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, they were look, duly, he, they were, that person, they were duly elected. elected. I right. agreed. Same thing happened with, the, with the, the two guys in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and they were censured and, you know. Yeah, but now they're back. They're back. You know? Like immediately um, through like procedural stuff. But like. Speaking of Tennessee, you know, our friend Steve Earle, yeah. his song Copperhead Road was adopted for the state song. Yeah. I saw, I saw what, that on his he, social media. Yeah. When he, uh, when they, you know, decided that he said, you know. There's another song on that record, um, Devil's Right Hand. You might think about maybe yeah. paying attention to that one. It's right, like, yeah. I've never been prouder of him. You That's know? one of but, his uh, greatest songs. Galway has Galway Girl for their you know, city song. Right. And now the state of Tennessee has Copperhead Road, a song about a disaffected Vietnam veteran uh, growing weed yeah. and, uh, and running moonshine. <laughs> and it's like... I'm okay with all of that. I think I think they chose wisely. I think they chose something that speaks to the history of uh, working class and lower working class people in Appalachia. Right. This is what they had left to them. This is mm-hmm. what the culture left them. And, you know? and and I totally agree with that. But I'm still disgusted with their their Congress, their other Absolutely. elected officials that that did all this shit. And when right. I saw that, I thought this is a diversion. Yeah, this is a diversion. Yeah. This is to like, oh, let's move it's, on to it's, something it's else. Not, it's, it's not a, lost on it's Steve of, either. It's out of the know? news cycle. I, look, I, I had, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go into details, but it's somebody very close to me who lives in a state that it is essentially illegal to get an abortion now. Yeah, yeah. and she needed to have that procedure done and had to travel out of state, and then there was a complication. She had to go back and then out of state again, and it, you know, was expensive and stressful. And dangerous. Very. It kills women. Very fucking dangerous. Yeah. And it just infuriates me, and I, look, I love Steve Earle, I'm proud of, 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 of the state, but I feel, when I see a story like that, from that. Infuriates you. It, yeah. it just makes me mad, yeah. because they're, they're, tr- women are treated like second class citizens Absolutely, in these man. states. I told this person, um, I was like, you know, it's time to get out of Ohio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no sense Absolutely. in making your uh, life more miserable than, you know, 
then again, it, maybe it's easy to say, "Oh, just come to Chicago. It's a, it's a great town," and uh, and there there is a lot of you know racism and homophobia here. Yeah, but you still but women still have the rights to you still over their own body can navigate through all of that and still have a good life. I but I think that's easier said than done at times, and I. You know, I uh, look. If everybody often, left, there, there's nobody left to fight for their rights. Exactly, and then, and yeah. then it, it does fall back Absolutely. into some sort of fascist Stone bullshit. Stone Age well bullshit. Said. We, you know, what we should have on the show is is Gabby's friend Olivia, who works for the the abortion network and helps women yeah. in those specific states Has go to somewhere out to the have logistics a, of exactly to have so a legal abortion. Got, yeah, anti network. I think is speaking of the which, in the of coming that. Max and Tony shows. Um, we're going to have Joe Shanahan on, who, by the way, was a huge help with the tribute to Lynn Bramer. Yeah. We're, we're going to have John Langford on, who was my partner for the tribute to Lynn Bramer. So um, Rick Kogan part two. Rick Kogan. We, we gonna, uh, Chris Keogh, who can explain this fuck up with the banks. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, it started with two Silicon Valley banks, but it rippled worldwide. Sure. And right. the, 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 the unsteadiness of... Cryptocurrency is, is a subject we should pay attention to. Right. Because it has far deeper reaching. Um, so. Agreed. You know, I mean, basically, this, this show is us saying we're back. Yeah. Uh, and, and we one wouldn't of us be is back. sober. You know? We wouldn't be back. Oh, yeah. One of us is sober, baby. And it ain't me. <laughs> it ain't me either. It ain't me, baby. You can always count on me. Uh, you guys uh, have an off switch. I don't. You know, that's what I learned. Right. Well, you know, I have always wondered when my time is going to uh, sort of be done with alcohol and, and when you're going to be sitting nature. next to me and then going my no, name is max no you know? I, I think i think I'll, i will be able to i think it's 50 i think i will be able to pull out and say this was good and maybe have a glass of wine every now and then whatever you know at an event you know no, good luck Christmas with that <laughs> but i think in general i tried that you yeah, know i think in general you know, there will be a time where I say goodbye to it. It doesn't... It, if I had to take as, your inventory, I would say, I don't see you as a problem drinker right, right now. Right, right, right. You know? Well, maybe he's trying <laughs> to tell you something. You yeah. don't know what's in this water bottle. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but we would not be back if we did not address a very important subject. It's probably the most important thing we're going to talk about today. The NBA playoffs. Absolutely. My man, the Greek freak, is out. He's your man now? Chris. I love, uh, I love. I need Chris now. I need Chris. Come back in here, okay. Chris. We, we, I just let's, had to make sure Pro Tools let's didn't run, shut off. Let's run this back. Let's run I this just back. said the, the, the this, Greek freak, my man, the Greek even, freak, is out. I don't even out. know who the Greek freak is. Oh, um. I've, you know. Who, who is Milwaukee the Greek? Who is the Greek freak? Say his name. What's his name? Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, I, Giannis, uh, yeah, I can't pronounce the last name. The last name, that's fine. Yeah, I'll Neither say this: you. You, you, your, your guys. <laughs> yeah, can you say it? Max? Your guys have changed. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, I've had a lot of say time. that ten times fast. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm good at that. Yeah, four. Um, that's pretty good. Well, it's, so far it looks like Jimmy Butler's revenge because I, yes. I guess Miami's moving like a freight train. Wait, Wait, in Miami now? Let's rewind. Yeah. Is, is J- well, let's move on. Is Jimmy your guy now? I love because Jimmy when he was on the Bulls. Your guys change a lot. 
I, I, I always loved Giannis just because of the story. I mean, this guy was raised in Greece, yeah. you know, and oh, yeah. came to dominate the NBA. It's like, which is not a sport that anybody easily dominates. I liked when all. he beat the Suns and he had that 50 point game to close it out. Yeah. But he's gone. I, hot, okay. So I know this is going to sound like bullshit, but I thought the Heat had a chance to beat them the whole time. Really? Yeah, I mean, it seems why so kind of dumb because they had to play two playing games to get to that point. However, they had beat them before. They beat them in 2020 in the bubble, and I just think Jimmy Butler has Giannis's number sometimes. Yeah, I don't think he's specifically doing anything to Giannis during the game that's throwing him up, but I think his confidence—he's not scared of him. Talk about your pal Thibodeau. How happy you are for Tibbs. Where's Tibbs We've now? trashed Tibbs New, a lot on this Knicks. pod. He's with the Knicks. Yeah. We've trashed him a lot on he this He still pod. looks like a pissed off butcher. I want, <laughs> I want to apologize to Tom Thibodeau. And I think I have in the past. <laughs> Fuck Tom Thibodeau. Are the Knicks good this year? Is he doing good? They, they made the playoffs. They, they, yeah. made the, they just made the second round, too. So no. I'm happy for Tom Thibodeau. I, guess I saw, I saw a Spike with some like uh, Knicks gear in, a, yeah. in an Instagram post. Yeah, week, that so. just means you saw a Spike. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> kind of... Yeah, this time course. of year, practically all he right, wears. Yeah, right, right. Well, right. I, I'm happy for the Knicks fans. I think the Knicks... So wait, where's this apology to? Tom? Well, I'm sorry, Tom. I you know I I blamed you a lot for Derrick Rose and uh, as you should have. Well, here's the thing though, when his when Rose's career was on the ropes, the only guy to offer him a contract was Tom Thibodeau, and he brought his career back a little bit and revived it. And I think that's an honorable thing to do, considering you ruined it. But. I do apologize, Tom Thibodeau. So wait, he's been with the Knicks for a while then, right? He's been on for three years, oh, seasons, it? maybe four. So, so but, but he, when he came on, he brought Derrick Rose on. He brought like Derrick Rose yeah, on. Off yeah, the bench yeah, kind of guy, right? They brought yeah. him in from Detroit there. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy yeah. for him. But I think since the Bucks are out, I think the Heat are going to beat the Knicks. So I'll just call that out so nobody knows I'm bullshitting. I think they're going to be the first eighth seed to advance past a second round but i think i think the cell i think it's looking like the celtics and i don't know i think golden state can do it again they're suddenly this waking up in the middle of the series and and shaping up so i think that's there's a rematch potentially but denver's kind of dangerous as well a lot of people think the Suns are it. I don't think they're. Denver always seems to be the bridesmaid, though. Well, they've been injured. They get close and then. They've you know. been injured, though. I mean, I think this is the year we'll, yeah. where we can officially make that call if they're going to be the bridesmaid or not. If they don't win it, I, I would say yes. That's That seems to be it. And also, my White Sox are getting their ass kicked. I'm sorry. They're getting the shit kicked out of them. The I... Cubs are doing good, though. Yeah, I it always sucks. love it. I always love when the White Sox aren't doing well. Not not because of like poking your parking you. situation exactly. in your neighborhood. <laughs> Just yeah. less traffic in the yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, gee, I, I want I want Chris to have good traffic. So I... let's fuck my team over. I you know, kind of like it when they suck too because the games are 
kind of they're they're empty. They're a little more intimate. You can kind of yell at yeah. the player, not yell bad things at the players, but you could you you could maybe say something. You can to the yell and they'll and yell say, back to you. They'll yeah. talk to you. you there's know? something I about mean, there's something about those down times that are are special and hey, valuable even as when well. they're good, the places have empty. Yeah. Okay, let's let's call it like it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Nobody cares. They the only time they care is after they win the World Series for. Like the next half a season, they're Oh no, right. for about the next two weeks, and yeah. then they're all talking about the fucking Cubs again, you know? Right. And it's like it's especially maddening when the socks are in the shitter and the Cubs are playing well, and I'm wearing my socks hat around and listening to no end of bullshit. Yeah. From blue-headed douchebags, you yeah. know, blue-headed douchebags. You know, I've always considered myself, and will always consider myself like an outsider to Chicago sports. Yeah. Die-hard Bulls fan back in the day, you know. Right. But um, just the whole baseball thing. You don't I, really like baseball. I actually, I I like baseball. Baseball is the sport I played the most growing up. Yeah. And I and I love the game, and I love going to a game, you know, once or twice a year. I just like the fandom thing. I'm over, but. I just the dynamic, the whole city Cubs Sox. Yeah. It's it's beautiful as yeah. as, it's as pretty an tribal, outsider. Man. Yeah, it's pretty tribal. It's very tribal. If, if the if the Cubs and Sox ever made it to the World Series, it would be the civil war in this city. Well, you know, I, you yeah. know, it's like it it's you know it's like brothers in a family. Like, like you know, they'll defend the Bears, they'll, they'll defend the the Blackhawks, right? But then they'll practically kill each other over a Sox. Oh Cubs yeah, yeah. My older brother is a Cubs fan. Yeah, you know, it's like my my father always wondered how we got him. You know, right? It, it's like. My father used to say to him, "Swapped at the the hospital when he was uh, born." Yeah, yeah. My, my dad used to say, "I'd rather you came home and said to me, Dad, I'm gay,' because at least on the north side, those guys get a parade every year." You know? Right. You know, I mean, um, that's, right. That's pretty funny. What I what I love about the White Sox is that they were always the working class team. Sure, they were always the guys who got up, you know, grabbed their lunchbox and went to work. You know, and, you know, you go to Wrigley Field, when the women go to a ball game for the Cubs, they will wear the little black dress, right? You know, you go to Sox Park, and that woman might have a tattoo They're on her neck. They're in their jeans. Exactly. Let's face it. She might have a home monitoring device around her ankle, yeah. or as they call it, a Southside Rolex. <laughs> um but that woman drinking, can explain to you the hit and run. Drinking a that's a real That's drink. a real Vodka baseball lemonade. fan. Say what? Drinking a vodka lemonade. What a great drink the the that uh, Sox Park for a guaranteed rate field, as I should say. I love guaranteed rate field. I, I love think it's that guaranteed it's always, low rate field. It's always gonna be I, I love it. It's always love, gonna be Comiskey Park to I me. Love, I don't give a fuck what they call no, it. It's guaranteed rate. I love the cups they give you with the arrow pointing down, a guaranteed rate. It's going down and you're just looking it's at just the cup. Be, and you go, just doing this to be a dick. No, but it's so know. it's so beautiful and so telling about what the the <laughs> Mark's name has become. It's just downgraded and downgraded. Uh, I love that. Is my park? Go White Sox, some, man. I some love folks the White have Sox. Comiskey. Some folks have the cell. The cell. I have guaranteed. The cell. Rate. Yeah. I'm they here. used to call it the Joan because Joan Cusack was a spokesman oh, for I, cellular. And those commercials were great. Yeah. I don't. U.S. Cellular is still around. Apparently, they need to bring back. Joe Cusack commercials. I, I I just call it Comiskey. You know, that's where we're going. I just you know? call it guaranteed rate, you know. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change gears here a little bit. We haven't spoken much. We have not seen no, each other no, very much. It no. sucks. I'm really happy to be with, yeah, both, amen, with both of you today. 
Um, what what's going on with your art? What's going on with the galleries right uh, now? I'm, I've got uh, you know um, we're putting together uh, a show called Bop, which will open at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Whoa! In two years, and uh, the the curators I stepped aside, and two women are curating it: uh, Paloma Treca and Ray Borchers, and. Um, I'm now just a contributing artist in it and helping them kind of find their way. We're going to get have a big doorstop catalog. Um, I have a show of my work hanging at uh, Povos on Chicago Avenue right now. It's going really well. Nice. It's hanging for another few weeks. Um, I'm really happy about it. It's called The Lunch Drawings, which will be the title of my next book. And there's also going to be a book called Cinderella Blackbirds, which is dedicated to Lynn and uh, I'm making a big body of work of that. And, um, you know, uh, Perry has let me know that the building is for sale. So probably the building been for sale. For yeah, years. no, it's, it, he officially put it up for sale, but probably the last show, uh, at the dime and at, at TF will be sometime around September, October, November, you know, wow. Probably will not go past the uh, the first of the year. Yeah, and um, I will, you know, move out, and uh, I will be out of the gallery business. Um, I've done it for, you know, close to forty years. Right, and somebody else can do this. So, where's the studio going to be? Where are you going to work? Don't know. Looking, you yeah, know, looking, you know. But I'm grateful. To, you know, I'm grateful to uh, Perry for. Um, you know, having making space for emerging talent, and uh, yeah. a lot of careers got launched and got aided and got helped. So, so many artists live yeah. in that building, Still but at a certain building, point, but... it's time to walk away. Sure, you sure, know? absolutely. You know, I mean, like neighborhoods change, cities change, yeah. you know, um, and uh, uh, I think change can be good. I, used I think to, it is. Yeah. I used to fight against it, all of it, and I'm still pissed every time I see a cool old building getting torn down. Yeah. Or, you know, don't get me wrong, but I, 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 I got, I'm tired of lamenting things moving on and people moving on. Yeah, exactly. And, it's and, a human story. Things change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 probably going to join a gallery in Madrid in the next couple of weeks. I've joined a gallery in uh, New York, uh, Cabin Morris Gallery. I'm part of the show that's hanging there right now. I'm going to concentrate on my work and my writing, and uh, I'm writing a new show, you know. That's good. Uh, Cinderella Blackbird sold out in like 15 minutes. It was at the hideout, and I was thrilled to be back there. Um. Such I was thrilled to work. So, you know, me and John Langford <clears throat> have been saying that we wanted to do something together for 35 years. It's a shame that it was Lynn's passing that exactly. brought it on, but nonetheless. But you know what? We made something beautiful out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's get him in here sooner rather than absolutely, later. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's a fan of the show, you know? Good. And also, you know, both of his sons, uh, his son Tommy worked with us on Cinderella Blackbird, and we did not have much time to put it together. Right. Right. Um, I wrote every word of it. Yeah. John put a bunch of it to music, even though the way I write poetry is not conducive to rhyme. He still made it musical. Um, You know, Max got me there and back and gave me great advice. Uh, So it's emboldened me to write more shows. I wrote the show. Yeah. No, you didn't. I wrote the show, you know. 
but it's emboldened me. They were uh, just bullface lying. Just, I just wrote it. Okay. No, no, it's in, it, you know, wrote, the, it, wrote it in the car on the way there, and he was like, "Thanks, son. See ya." Yeah, right. Um, the show I'm writing right now is called yeah. The Lunch Drawings, um, and he, he's he's going to be in it. I've been writing. I've actually been writing some scenes for that show. Good, good. It's, You've it's, read it's, them. Exactly. Somebody you said they were good. Absolutely. Somebody <laughs> should do some of this work besides fucking me. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Welcome I'm, back, I'm putting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I'm putting I'm putting Danny Torres in it. Oh, you should. Um, Dave Bonomi from Peanut Park. Yeah. Uh, who I call Boom Bots. Um, There's going to be a show about how all of us, what what our gateway drug is into art, and a great deal of it was cartoons, comics. Yeah. Mad Magazine. Yeah. You know, the great Al Jaffe uh, just died. Yeah. Who did the fold-in at the back of oh, Mad I know. Magazine. I know. The guy I... was a genius. I have a friend, Scott Silberman. Mm -hmm. And when he was like 11 years old, his parents took him to New York and said, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to MoMA? you want to go to the Met? And he goes, I want to go to the office. It's Mad Magazine. So he goes up there. And when he gets there, there's just like... Ten old Jewish guys eating deli, <laughs> telling jokes, telling dirty jokes, yeah. and it, it's 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 that one of the like things that is just true. just so proper and so perfect. I you know? love Scott Silverman, and I need to say this now because by the time this episode is released, Brent will have been uh, engaged. You're to kidding, his lovely wife. Amanda. Fiance, oh wow! Congratulations. Say, yeah. Another guy I'd like to get on the show is Scott Silverman. I would love Scott because on the I show. disagree with him about goddamn near everything. Scott. Scott? I, don't, I don't know who this is. Who's he's Scott? he's the parents of Max's good friends, uh, yeah, well, Brent and Marley. He was like our red foreman in a sense. I mean, yeah. we were really gotcha. always. He'll put his foot in your ass at his house, uh, eating his food, bothering him. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's his, about that tall, so if he can pepsis. get his foot up to your ass, good luck. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right. He's but you know he. It, it, it does. It does take a village to raise a family, you know. And like, it, I just think that's a part of how it is. And uh, he was definitely a guy who was always around. He had a Thanksgiving advice, football us, game yeah. for you guys every it, year. Always put us in position to do things like that. Yeah, and yeah. learn what was important. And the friend group that has you know been around in that house, you know, in and out, we're all still friends to this day. And we're going to be together tonight head on. celebrating Brent's engagement. I'm very happy for him. Congratulations, Brent. Uh, but back to me, because I did not get to talk about my creativity. Back to me. Back to me. Back to me. Back to me. You've written some great scripts. I've written some scripts. Year. I want to make, I want to make them. Uh, I've been talking to folks and, uh, just trying to uh, see how I can go about that. I've been having readings with the scripts. I've been talking to potential people who want to be in the scripts. You wrote and, something uh, for the old man, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good. I, I got some things. But I really want to make these. These I've, I've written a feature. I've written a play. I've written a few short films. And any one of these things at the moment, I'd like to possibly make by the end of uh the summer beginning of fall so i'm just trying to see what's possible and see if that could happen so i yeah. think we can document that journey on the way you know through these pods and and talk about it but 
until then, I'm just sort of. Uh, no, I'm out auditioning yeah. again, so I'll that, audition for your thing. Well, that was the thank you. Well, that was kind of the thing about my my creativity being down at at, at a point is all I was doing was self taping and then sort of just. You know, I had my first in person audition since before COVID. Yeah, when was yeah. that? Oh God, it was a long time before COVID. Um, the thing of self tape, right. it's like you know what? I don't know how to do it. Fuck you! I will go in and I will read for anybody. Right. Um, I, this I thing, like... this thing of the agent turning their job into uh, your job. Um, I'm I'm done with it. Right. I know? like the self taping because I don't. it gives me it gives me time to think and 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 things of that nature. But it sort of stops you from sort of going out and uh seeing work and you know it, mm -hmm. it, it took me a while to get out of the house and and see shows again and 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 start you know it's time to see as much theater as we can in chicago because well, the theater in chicago right now you know, is really good the stand-up really? comedy yeah. right now is really good too cool. i think the lincoln lodge really helped me out of these funks of just going to see people. Where, where is the Lincoln Lodge? It's, it's on Division Street. No, it's on Milwaukee and Armitage, that hybrid six corners. It oh, was okay, actually okay. right by the old Povos. Oh, right really? Yeah. Okay. But it's it's right in Logan Square. Was that where Bobcat Goldwit Goldway just was? He yeah, he performs there Man, all the time. Yeah, you know what? He, he's a great stand-up. Oh, I've seen him. I've seen him with the hideout. Yeah, yeah. No, he's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this yeah. place is great. I live right by there, so I would go in and out of there, and my friend Donovan, Strong O'Donnell, kept having shows, and I, I got to get out of a really Is it is it like uh like closer to the McDonald's on the other side of the street from the uh the gallery? It's east side of the street. It's so do you know the village discount? Yep. It's on that side of the street. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, right, it's, it's right next door to the village discount. Oh, yeah. no shit. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I, I went to the Lincoln Lodge when it was still at the, the, right. it was the restaurant. Division right. Street, right? Yeah. No, it was on Lincoln and What like, am I thinking about? The Lodge. Damon, the, the Lodge. The place yeah. called The Lodge, yeah. yeah. No, Lincoln Lodge was a diner right. in, uh, I don't know what neighborhood <sighs> that is, but basically Lincoln and Damon. Right around. There. I know whatever right. you're talking about. That's where they used to have the College of Complexes yeah, I, meetings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so years they, ago. Yeah, and they had like a big like room in the back, and they would do comedy back there all the time. Oh yeah. shit! I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so it, my my buddy has uh, a mic, Taylor Street Tap on uh, every Monday, right across from Peanut Park. You know, sign up is at seven forty. If you're feeling funny, funny guy, make <laughs> me laugh, funny guy. Seven forty. Sign up. So, but it's right, yeah, right across laugh, from funny man. Park. But I, you know, I started to do stand up, just not with the goal of of being a, a stand up comedian, but just to loosen up and and start writing again and do character work and get in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah, and it was really. Fun. I think it's a good it, idea. It's still, it's still fun right now. I'm. I haven't been doing it as much because I sort of. I, I, That's the old man's cane we falling just, down. We just dropped. We just dropped our gun. Just dropped the gun. <laughs> didn't go off. Didn't go off, thankfully. Safety was on. Just dropped the gun. Anyway. Um, isn't that how you're supposed to put canes on the door? Yeah, I think so. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm forever fucking up that cane. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to it yet, you know. Um, I, I got diagnosed with lymphedema. And uh, yeah, it's a beast. You know, you're going to do a procedure in about six weeks. 
Fuck. And uh, electrocute my legs a little bit and get the, and make sure the blood flows and stuff. Oh, but shit. yeah, that and combined with my medication, there's been dizziness and uh, some mobility problems. But it's beatable, you know. All right. Good. So I'm Dude, back. I'm back at the gym. That's great. There you yeah. go. I, I gained some weight during uh, uh, since I got sober. Yeah, and um, so. I went and swam the other day, and it felt good. Oh, good. It, it felt the way it used to feel. I, I got, uh, it calmed me down, you know? I like uh Swimming is great exercise. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. And, yeah. uh, it doesn't hurt. It's not, like, hard on the joints or yeah. feet. Yeah. Or that and the combination with being, being sober now um, has helped a lot, you yeah. know? Um, I've been incredibly productive, you mm-hmm. know? Uh you know the the lunch drawings will become a show. They will become a book, and uh, it's going to be really funny. Good. So I'm excited. Well, I wrote it, so it better. Be. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, um, and it, mostly it's great to be back doing this. You know, I mean, we picked up where we left off. Yeah, right where a, we left a year off. ago, we weren't sure. I mean, everything was you know kind of a, a mess. Well, well, wait, things what, kept happening. What yeah. do you think of this as our new home? I think it's here. great. This is cool. Yeah. It's great. It's a block yeah. away. It's a block away. Yeah. You can't deny that. That's yeah. a good one. It's a, uh, so, now, for those who, are, who can't hear, we're in a dungeon. <laughs> yeah. There's people chained up. <laughs> exactly. There's tape over their mouths. So and we're going to beat them with my cane after yeah. we get off. Yeah. Yeah. So Sh- Shut up. <laughs> so we're, we're in uh, a new recording studio. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, Jack Judy, who founded the Hoyle Brothers 15 you know, I know S- Steve Doyle from the Hoyle Brothers. Sure. Steve, Steve's been here playing. They're kind of our muscle shoals. Steve and all, all the Hoyle Brothers have been coming. Those guys in. are great, by the way. They are fa- they've all been playing together for 20 years. Some of the best musicians in town. And we've been just kind of breaking the studio in since we basically finished it in September. Well, when I whenever I hear anybody, you know, really great who needs a place to record, I'm going to send them over. You Please know? do. We and that's what that's what we're yeah. doing right now. Um, we've got a big session tomorrow. We're doing uh, like a new like stoner metal band called Theta. Oh wow! They're, they're doing kind of a, uh, <laughs> a, a sleep. Yeah, exactly. They're doing kind of a sleep thing. They're doing two. 10 minute long songs and that's it. that's uh, the, that's the album two 10 minute long songs that's pretty cool so right? everywhere everywhere going forward when those songs come on the radio some dj's taking a shit <laughs> you know some dj's <laughs> is that, is that what is you pinching did? one off that's his way to play stairway to have the loop and you put on the end by the doors <laughs> we put on either funeral for a friend by elton john uh-huh. or stairway to heaven and went and pinched one off it's really nice to know when, uh, you know, Jim Morrison is going, can you picture yeah, what yeah. it would be? You were wiping exactly. your ass. Exactly, exactly. You disgusting. <laughs> exactly. Boy. Dropping a, a, a perfect double tapered turd and then wiping and getting back to the studio. You and George Brett. <laughs> yeah. You and oh, George, George Brett. Brett's the yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah. When you showed me that. That's that the greatest the thing I've ever seen. I was shocked you hadn't seen that one before. I when I saw I've showed it to about a hundred people. It's yeah. the funniest goddamn the, the thing. Guys, all. The guy he's telling this to is trying to get away from him. Oh yeah, the whole yeah. time. You know? Yeah. This yeah, old man told me about grabbing his yeah, pants. So who's pitching today? <laughs> Woke <laughs> up in the morning, took the most perfect double, double tapered tape of my life. The way who's he, pitching this game? The way he yeah, the way he fig like he, 
the way he like the beats of that whole oh. thing are perfect. Yeah. The, last like, night I shit in my pants. He's like talking about what he's wearing. Last time you did that. He's like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm good for that about I'm twice a year. Here, yeah. He's like, jeans, black bucks. Yeah, black bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm standing there, jeans, he's, black he's bucks. He's setting it all up like oh, yeah. that's the worst fit. <laughs> All down my leg. It's the worst yeah. outfit you could shit your pants in. Oh my some God. boots yeah. and some jeans. Black bucks. <laughs> boots and anyway. jeans. You shit in them. Okay, on that beautiful note, kid, take us out. All right, take us out. Oh, okay. I take us out. I forgot how to do this. No, you did. Let's see if I remember. This is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 99th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Mm. Mm, yes. Good sandwiches. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions. Home of the Max and Tony show. Chris Bad. Chris Bad is here. Thanks, guys. And we are in his dungeon. Shut up. We're torturing. Don't forget to check out the Dime and TF projects at 1513 Northwestern. Is there something going on over there? Yeah, the current show is for this final weekend, John Sauce. Right. On the beach. That's it. What? Nothing coming up after that? Um, in a, in a few weeks, we're going to have Peter Bella and Lisa Barcy. Nice. If you want to catch up on old episodes, if you have any burning questions for Max or Tony, you might want to go to the MaxandTonyShow.com. Yeah, that's right. It's still up there. That's right. Look, check you, it out. Did you look to see if there were any questions? There were a few questions that reached us via Reddit and Reddit. via... We had one via Reddit. IG. Reddit, yeah. All right, next episode... Yeah. After the introduction, you need to address questions asked to the podcast. Okay. You should do that. Like, you can't say, send us a question and then never answer any of them. Well, we I haven't had a podcast in 14 I months. I don't think we have any on there. No, on the, actual on the questions. Website. Yeah. Not on the website. Okay. Via Reddit, maybe. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, anyway, if you want to catch us, you can go to TonyFitzpatrick.co. You can follow his Twitter account. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> Follow him at IG, though, Tony Fitzpatrick 9. Follow me, Max Fitzpatrick. And you can go to my website, max-fitzpatrick.com. That's max-fitzpatrick.com. And you can tune in next time for the big hundo. Our hundredth episode. Ooh, Damn. Yeah. Bum, bum. Bum. What questions will we not answer? Yes.